Welcome to Season 3 of Conversations with Kathy, the podcast for anyone who's looking for a place filled with honest conversations, tangible takeaways, and new perspectives on life, love, and everything in between. And I'm your host, Kathy Ann Roach. Let's jump right in. I met Colin Yearwood, an online business and sales coach, a few years ago, and he has always been kind, inspiring, and resourceful. So I was excited to have him step up to answer one of the burning questions submitted by you, the listener. Why would a man spend years in a relationship with one woman, but marry another? So let's jump right into my conversation with Colin. So Colin, thank you so very much for being a part of my first series, Conversations with Kathy, the men, (laughs) because you know, the women have questions. I hope I have the answers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that we spoke about the last time we talked, I said, you know, I asked the woman in my group to give us some questions or some topics in terms of what they would want to talk about. And one of the things that I was asked is why would a man stay in a relationship for a very long time with one person and then just move on soon after and marry someone else? And you said that was something that you would be very interested in talking about. So I cannot wait to hear what happened, Colin. I'm going to tell you what happened. And it's not a story that I think a lot of women make up. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of women blame themselves. But from my experience, it it has more to do with me than Mm -hmm. to do with the person. What happened? We were together for about 11 years. Right. And... um, it was a good experience. It was a beautiful experience. I was in love with her at the beginning. I was in love with her throughout it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, insecurity showed up about myself. And I think that started me to create distance mm. in the relationship and then found other things to focus my attention on. So how did you meet? We met through a friend and a typical New York West Indian love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She lived 10 blocks away from me, exactly between the same cross streets. Right. And a friend just called me and said, hey, come over. When I'm hanging out at this place, come over and meet me. And I went over and met her. And I was smitten by her right off the bat. And before too long, I wasn't spending many nights at my house. Just 10 (laughs) blocks away. What did you like about She was absolutely beautiful, but outspoken and bold with her language and very forward. You know, she would say what she think. And just had a, an amazing presence about her. Yeah, that's what I that's what I liked about her. So um, this relationship went on and it progressed. Were you always feeling insecure in terms about yourself or were you insecure about the relationship? I didn't have any insecurities about the relationship as we began. But looking back on it, actually, it's kind of interesting. We're talking about it now, which is 11 years out since... It ended. I'm looking back on it. What started to happen is a couple of things. Number one, we moved to a different city and mm-hmm. my job wasn't as well-paying as her job. So I decided to stay home. And that's right. okay for me at the beginning, but I think being West Indian and, you know, being brought up in a culture where men provide. Yes. It it was good in the beginning, but then it started to kind of rub me the wrong way. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I, I need to do this. Yeah. Uh, I need, I should be out work. And she had no problem with it. And it was a huge savings because we had a, a young daughter at the time. So mm-hmm. daycare was like 700 bucks a week or something like that. So it was yeah. a huge savings for me to be at home. I think that's where it started for me. Feeling um, not measuring up 
but that was all me. And I, I, I don't think I've ever, she's never had a conversation with me with, about that, but that was me. And that, I think that's where she started. That, that little in, instance, that's where it starts creeping in. Did she want to get married? I think she wanted to get married, but she was never forward about it. She was, yeah, she was never, she would never push it. Mm. And yeah, she would never push it. And I was, was she you know, waiting, like, you know, was she like waiting for you to propose? That's what I found out afterwards, right? After we broke up, we had like a six month period where we were horrible. Maybe mm-hmm. a year we were not nice to each other. And then we became great friends. And she did indicate if we were married, we would not have, she would not have let us break up. Right. Right. So she wanted, definitely wanted it, but I, you know, didn't pursue it because I think because of all those little things that added up in my head. Were you just comfortable in terms of, okay, well, we don't need to get married. I mean, we're living together. We are raising a child together. What does marriage add? No, honestly, I wanted to get married. I, I would, I always wanted to have a family. And I think the escape for me, the, the beauty about being there is was I had an opportunity to have a family. I, I had a son from another relationship and he was living mm-hmm. with us. So we had a family and that was good enough. But I still... You know, you still wanted wanted to get married, but you know, it never it never seemed to be the right time. Always in my mind, never seemed to be the right time. Okay, I need to be better at this. I need to get better at this. I need to get better at that. Okay. And I kept putting those barriers up for me. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I get that. I get that. You mentioned to me when we had uh, spoken before about some of your own insecurities, and you felt those things were challenging you. You want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, so a couple of things. It's number one, it's crazy when you look back, obviously, the conversations you have in your head don't serve you. So me not working, which wasn't a big deal to her. Mm-hmm. I was doing some stuff on the internet that wasn't was more and more, more hobby. Yeah. But also I was gaining a lot of weight at the same time and become a big guy. And again, the conversation in my head is what drove me mm-hmm. to not feel and she was absolutely beautiful and amazing woman. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of times there where, oh man, I don't deserve her kind of language was coming in none of this came from her Mm. you know she was the biggest complimenter of everything I did and you know I wouldn't take pictures and she was very social so because of how I was feeling about myself I wouldn't show up in social events I would let her go out by herself and she'll be annoyed so those Mm. those kind of things cause conflict because she's like I don't want to go by myself yeah you know so that kind of cause conflict and the perception that I would prefer to be in, in the basement on the computer yes, um, versus hanging out with her mm-hmm. started those, those are little angst that started to get caused there. And of course I took it on me at first, I just took it on more and like, that's a sign, you know, that's everything that I thought was wrong was multiplied by 10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That That's interesting. So when did it start to really get bad? I think it really got bad like year number seven or you know just looking back yeah but but the seventh year in maybe it's three years before the relationship ended so that maybe right. seven eight years mm-hmm. it just really got bad because we were very it was bad because we were traveling different separately she would travel and vacation by herself yeah because I didn't want to go yeah right and it's I would and what my excuse was I didn't want to go on vacation with us I want to go on vacation with my kids right right and right. then it just started getting worse I think it became a little bit more it, we got very comfortable because everything was okay because we had our kids and it was all right, but it wasn't ideally what we wanted. And I think a year before we broke up is when we realized it's not 
what we wanted, but then the following year it, it broke up. I find it so interesting, you know, when you say, I couldn't see it then, I can see it now. It's really always interesting that things are happening and when we're in the middle of it, we cannot see where we are going wrong, quote unquote, but after we can look back and have so much insight into, okay, this is how I was feeling. This is how I was thinking. I find that very interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And it's a couple of things. It's the people you, who you have around you that allow you to see things differently and give you different insights. People who are used to mediocre mm-hmm. and nothing's wrong, man. Y'all just going through whatever. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're used to me. That's what's normal to them. So a big shift for me, actually, I started listening to a lot of different podcasts around mm-hmm. that year. We were in the process of breaking up and figure, you know, and I started to become a different person. I yeah. started to lose weight. I started to think differently. I started to actually see that, oh man, you're you're messed up. Hmm. You know, you're thinking the conversations <laughs> I was having. Yeah, you know, a lot of times the conversations I was having in my head mm-hmm. wasn't allowing me to go and do the things I wanted to do with her because in my head is a total different conversation that she wasn't privy to because we weren't communicating with each other. For me, it was out of fear and insecurity. I don't want to let, mm-hmm. let this woman know I feel in this way what would she think yeah. about me and and things to that effect not realizing that with with her I think that would have been cool she would have been receptive there and be and embrace it and want mm-hmm. you no you don't have to think that way and work with it but I didn't know that then so mm-hmm. when you're in it is what I find I didn't have the right people around me yeah. to kind of open my eyes to something different right like a different conversation it's a different way of looking at things yeah right people were into what is the status quo at that time so like coming out of it I definitely started to become a different person Mm -hmm. and 10 years out I'm a very different person Uh, for a long time me and her joked about she's like the person you are now I wish you were this person (laughs) when we were were together because I was living in a different city yeah after we broke up and she would call me a couple times and I'm out and hanging out she's like you never wanted to hang out with me how come you're hanging out now I'm like yeah I don't know I like it now (laughs) you know I didn't I didn't like it back then you raise a very important thing when you see the people around you because you find that men don't seem to have that support system that you can have another man that you could talk to, that you could go to another man and say, well, I feel this way about myself. Women have these support systems. I mean, even society supports women in terms of being your best, lose the weight, do whatever. I don't think men get the same messages. So is it that you had nobody that you could talk to about how you were feeling other than this conversation you're having with yourself? That's absolutely true. I, you know, I, I've never really, back then, I never talked to guy, any man about anything feelings related. Mm-hmm. And I've always been, I, I've never been a macho guy, right? I've always been, I was like raising my kids and taking yeah. care of my kids and cooking and doing that kind of stuff. I've never yeah. been like a macho guy, mm-hmm. but I've never talked to, I've never before, maybe five years ago, I never talked to any guy yeah. that, any guy, not even my brother about feelings or insecurities or things mm. like that right I think we always have this little chip we need to protect yeah right you don't want someone else to think you're weak or mm. you know and I found over the over the last couple of years I've become that guy that I don't mind sharing how I feel and and I find a lot of guys are a little taken off by it at the beginning yeah. but then they're like <laughs> okay maybe you know yeah yeah I can relate to that kind of thing and the flip side of that is 
being West Indian, a lot of the guys you would talk about is starting from this super macho. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you know, a hundred when it comes to <laughs> macho. I'm like, yes. dude, I don't need that. Yeah. All you need is to do this. <laughs> no, sir. That's not going to solve it, sir. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's not what I feel is going to solve it, right? But it was always, so they really didn't have any one to talk to or, or share those feelings with or explore that. That happened to me, by the way, through a podcast. I started listening to a podcast where a guy was talking about his weight loss journey. He was mm-hmm. walking to lose weight. He was walking like six miles a day. And while he was walking, yeah. he was recording podcasts. So like for wow. two hours, mm-hmm. two hour podcast. And he was talking yeah. about the reasons why he is doing this. And a lot of the reasons mm-hmm. were like how he was feeling about himself and it was causing him not to show up for his family. And and yeah. he like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not the only one that thinks this way. And you could relate, yeah. Yeah, I started to relate to that. So the relationship comes and it ends. This has been 11 years, you said? 11 years? Yeah, 11 years. Yeah, no wedding, no planning, no proposal, no nothing. No nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah. and even thinking about it now, I'm disappointed about that. Like, she she is an amazing person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I text her today. We were talking about something else. We have a kid, and that's, I think, the cool thing about it is, like, we're still parents yeah you know, my daughter's 21 and she still texts me to complain about my daughter yeah doing 21 year old things while living yes. at home yeah <laughs> you know like oh do I need to call her <laughs> but yeah I was actually was engaged to someone before before her and I'm like man she she was really a good person to me she really and I, I've told her this after the fact and mm-hmm. it's funny that telling the West Indian woman that after the fact yeah. You can imagine the smart mouth you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's going to let you have it. You can imagine the smart mouth you get. But she definitely um did a lot for me. And not only just, just she just did a lot for me, just opened my eyes to a lot of different things and allow me to show up in a different way, allow me to explore entrepreneurship, which I was always passionate about, you know, and gave me that room and just was a very caring person. So no engagement ever came. I didn't even think about buying a ring or anything like that. Yeah. And, and in 2011, yeah, 2011, we broke up. And, and then six months later, you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, let me do the math quick. It actually wasn't <laughs> six months later. It was okay. about it was about a year later, but it was six months from us being totally broke up, right? Because right. we did one of those breakup things. Or we actually lived together for like three months because we wanted to make it seamless when I moved out. Yes. We wanted the school year to finish so we can yeah. send the kids to New York. Yeah. So when I move out and they come back, you didn't yes. see me moving. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we messed around for a little bit mm-hmm. and then we hated each other for about a year. <laughs> yeah. And during that year, I ran into someone randomly mm-hmm. during the following summer, the summer 2013, 2012, I ran into someone and had like the new me got yes. the, this person got to experience a new version of me. That's the first yeah. time I got to try on the new version of me, a version yes. of me that was way more confident, way more confident than I would ever mm-hmm. was before feeling super good about myself. And that person didn't know the old me. So that person embraced that tremendously and yeah. fed that. And six months later, I was in Las Vegas getting married between a conference. That was right. how crazy it was. Right. <laughs> Is it that she wanted to get married, 
Did she talk about getting married or did you suddenly go like, hey, I'm going to propose. I'm going to buy this ring. Was it just Las Vegas and it was spontaneous? What was it like? What was your thought process? This is, this is like crazy to talk about this. <laughs> I was driving down 95 between Virginia and DC. I never forget this. Mm-hmm. And I was telling this person, hey, I'm going to Las Vegas for a conference in about three months. Yeah. I just confirmed it. I said, man, wouldn't it be fun for us to get married while we're out there? Yeah. She said, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. that was it. And you all had been together for how long at that time? About three months. About three, yeah, about three and a half months. Wow. <laughs> and it wasn't really together. This is this, this is the, it was just, yeah, it was just three months. But here's the other thing about this new person. She liked everything I like. Yeah. Right. My she liked what I like, but it wasn't, she wasn't really into it the way I was yeah. into it, right? She was mm-hmm. into different things. I was into more art and museums mm-hmm. and reading and mm-hmm. non and non-sexy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to carnival. She wanted to carnival and party and drink yeah. and, you know, which all those things yeah. are cool, but I was yes. That wasn't my thing. Yes. But this new person was into everything I was into. And I was looking mm-hmm. back at it and thinking, why did everything I like, I don't know if she liked it, but she pretended yes. <laughs> you know, It was amazing. Like, what? You were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> you don't argue with me? But yeah. actually, the other thing is the advice. You never marry a guy that you don't you know, spend time with. Like, we live two hours apart yeah. in two different cities. So I figured at the time I was working, I figured out my work schedule where I always have a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. So we only saw each other for three days. Yes. So it was yeah. always an amazing three days. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect three days every day for three days. <laughs> All and a half the time. Yes. It's All like you're it's time. like you're always on vacation. You're always or yeah. you get to see the best part of the person. So yeah, how long sh- did that last? The marriage lasted. Uh, so the marriage was over right away man to be honest about it <laughs> as soon as we get married we realize i realized because i had to move i decided to move to the city mm-hmm. where she was living in dc and i moved in with her at her into her home yeah and i realized right from that first month like oh crap i don't even know her wow and i and then it's okay you know no big deal no big deal we're gonna mm. get to know each other we're gonna get to know each other <laughs> yeah sorry and couples do it <laughs> you know we're gonna get to do you know we're gonna get to know each other and it was a challenge. It definitely was a, a challenge. We, we lasted for about four years. That wasn't um, bad. I mean, that was a good run. <laughs> it, it was a hectic run. It was, yeah. it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, as, it wasn't a lot of fun. And one of the reasons why it wasn't a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun when it, when it worked, it was like mm-hmm. three weeks, a lot of fun and two weeks fighting. But a lot of it was not have mean, you know, not having a total disconnect from, I was feeling guilty a lot of mm. times about I didn't even tell my ex that I got married for like yeah. six, seven months. Yeah. I didn't even tell her. I just mm-hmm. thought I moved, I moved to a new city and she was trying to come and visit me at one point. And I'm like, you can't come and visit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's how, that's how she found. I didn't even tell my daughter mm-hmm. I got married because I'm like, oh man, what is she going to think about me? She knew I was with her mother. Yes. And I never married her mother. What is she going to think yeah. about me? But, you know, I eventually told my ex and, She's disappointed. She was tremendously disappointed. I felt horrible for a long time mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, then I realized she was, you know, I could have, I wish this version of me was there, but then I was not going to go back. 
yes into that because I realized I kind of outgrown those friends we were we had to yeah so that was yeah that was a I think that brought a lot of stress on the new relationship not that I wanted to go back to her Mm -hmm. but it's just with kids and family and all that kind of stuff so yeah it lasted for four years and then it ended right Um, right so what is your takeaway when you look back on the entire thing are you a different person now have you again transformed, grown even more? I'm continuing to evolve. I'm a very, very different person today versus five years ago versus 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, uh, I'm going to say a different person, a different person from the inside out, mm-hmm. right? I think differently. I see the world differently. I'm way more confident about who I am and sharing about that and mm-hmm. being open and just I think a lot for at one point for me, I always want everyone to like me, mm-hmm. right? So I think you show up weak where you try to, let me do whatever she likes. You show up, end up showing up weak and I found that women, that's not, that's not a very attractive to women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've changed dramatically over the years for me because of this personal development from business books and yeah. all those self-help books where a lot of people, I think a lot of guys read those books but mm-hmm. they don't like talk about it. So me, my, my experiences with those books is I've got, I got around different men and business masterminds that I realized that we end up becoming friends. Yeah. And we end up start talking about mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, you know, about, Hey, how could we be better in our relationships? And what's, what's stopping you from showing up the way you want to show up and people would share their stories. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, I feel that way too. And you can share and you realize, Oh, you, you're not alone with that. So you kind of start the whole phrase iron sharp and iron by mm-hmm. seeing guys share that kind of stuff you're like hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a different way of doing it I, it, it doesn't have to be that old old way but for me the big takeaway is, is you got to get yourself in a spot where you can see you can actually tell the truth about how you're feeling yeah because if you're not telling the truth about how you're feeling you really start showing up in a crummy way mm-hmm. and then your partner start trying to interpret how you're feeling and they're wrong because they don't know what they're interpreting and a lot of times they take that on to them yeah um, and, and vice versa a lot of times I was trying to interpret what she was thinking mm-hmm. without asking her so as but, we as we close how do you think men can show up a bit more for each other oh man one of the things I think really helps is if you have like lifelong friends like long-term friendships I've been friends with someone for maybe 12 13 years mm-hmm. and for the first eight years seven years mm-hmm. we didn't talk anything about anything personal we were business partners wow mm-hmm. we never we just were very generic oh kids are good okay your kids are your better okay. <laughs> we never talked nothing yes. about anything personal we yeah. were very generic and then as the years go on we start changing and opening mm-hmm. up to each other and sharing mm-hmm. so i think it takes a guys a lot longer to develop those friendships where they actually trust other guys with you know to be vulnerable and be yeah. honest about this is how I'm feeling, right? So it's always hard for me. I, I think I used to go to church and the statistic they used to share there a lot that most men like 55 and older don't mm-hmm. have any friends. They'll die alone, mm. right? They, they, they used to share that statistics to kind of get you to be friends. <laughs> it's hard to be friends with a grown yeah. man and then start <laughs> yeah, sharing this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. one thing I would tell guys is like, number one is try to cultivate friendships as early as you can. And mm. Make them something other than like the generic stuff, right? That's one. And the, the second thing too is, and I don't want to put the onus on women. I think women have 
a huge influence on how we show up emotionally. Mm-hmm. If um, if you if you're gonna turn back and use that kind of stuff on us, there's only you only get one chance at that. Mm-hmm. So if we share something that is that is not very flattering about us, and of course we get in a fallout, yeah, and you use that back on us, mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever happen again. Or you're not. It may not be. It may not, yeah. it may not be a most manly moment, but mm-hmm. you want your lady to kind of let it be. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. 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 And I think that if you notice, you're able to do that. You, you're. I think you're. For me, I find you know you're able to open up a little bit more versus just trying to be a certain way you think you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Colin, thank you so very much for sharing your story with me. Again, as you said, it's not easy for men to share the way that you did. And I truly, truly appreciate it. You're absolutely welcome. Um, <laughs> I laugh because this has been fun for me to, to open my shirt this way. And I hope someone listens to it and gets some insight from it and it benefits their relationship because I'm having fun with my life now being this version of myself. Yes. I'm sure they will. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Conversations with Kathy. If you like the show, be sure to like, rate, and review. It helps others just like you to find the show. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram as Kathy Ann Roach or in my Facebook group, Conversations with Kathy, where we connect live, discuss the episodes, and share tips for improving our lives. So until next time...